know, of course, an important football game going on, whether you're watching post-game show, pre-game show, or, you know, um, different excerpts during the game, when they talk about the skills of the players, they'll talk about how talented someone is, they'll talk about uh, maybe certain physical attributes that they have that enables them to play the game real well, but most of the time, when they're interviewing coaches and training staff and they talk about some of the star players, what they'll emphasize the most is the work ethic of the individual. You know, a lot of times we as, you know, spectators will watch a game like football on TV or any sport and we'll talk about how privileged those individuals are to get paid so much money to just play a game. But the reality is, you know, these are very skilled individuals that, that work hard and are in the training room day after day. They're on the field. They're, they're, you know, breaking a sweat constantly. They're in the gym. They're lifting weights. They're studying plays to get better. You're not going to be at that level in any kind of field, whether it be a sport or even professionally, if you're not working hard and embracing the difficulty of it. Um, those that take football players, for example, the fact that they put their bodies through such uh, a regimented you know, training routine over and over again, by the time they retired out, they're beat up, they're broken because of how hard they worked to get to where they were. And this idea of living this disciplined life and working hard, although you know, sports in the grand scheme of things doesn't amount to anything, spiritually, that work ethic, that discipline, that self-control is definitely a biblical idea. In Galatians chapter 5, after the Apostle Paul lays out the works of the flesh, he then talks about what the fruits of the Spirit are. Love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, he mentions. Self-control and self-discipline go hand in hand. You're not going to be successful in any field, and you're not going to be successful in Christianity if you don't live a disciplined life. One of the things that that Owen and I like to do is constantly try to one-up each other on how hard we're working at particular things, kind of in the gym, you know, kind of for dominance in the family, that kind of thing. And uh, we share with each other different motivational things at times. And he shared with me uh, a motivational um, video on YouTube. Actually, I think it was yesterday he showed it to me. And um, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but here's the script from it. I thought it was pretty powerful because the whole idea was about embracing the grind, getting up early and forcing yourself to be disciplined, and here's how the video began. The individual says, rise and shine. 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early, too dark, and too cold to get out of bed. Aching muscles lie still in rebellion, pretending not to hear your brain, commanding them to move. A legion of voices are shouting their unanimous permission for you to hit that snooze button and go back to dreamland, but you didn't ask for their opinion. The voice you have chosen to listen to is the one of defiance. The voice that says there was a reason you set that alarm in the first place. So sit up, put, on, put your feet on the floor, and don't look back because we've got work to do. Welcome to the grind. And I love that idea about, you know what, we're not going to make excuses. We're not going to be lazy. We're not going to put off what needs to be done. We're going to embrace the grind. Now, I know in that video, maybe it's talking more from an athletic standpoint, but we as Christians have to do that too. There's works that God wants us to do right now. There's good things we can do right now. There's changes we need to make in our lives right now. And if we want to be successful in our Christian walk, we have to embrace that hardship. We have to live a self-disciplined, self-controlled life. So turn with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're just going to look at this passage very quickly tonight, because I know people's minds at times like this on a Super Bowl Sunday might be someplace else, but I want to look at a passage that ties in the illustration of athletics, 
to our Christian walk. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24, after the Apostle Paul is telling the Corinthians how he has made certain difficult choices in his life to reach other people, he ties in an illustration from sports. Now, that would make a lot of sense in Corinth. Because Corinth was the place where they hosted the ancient Isthmian Games. They happened on the second and fourth year of the Olympiad. So basically kind of Olympics Junior took place there in Corinth. So there are people that knew about sports. They knew about, you know, different feats of strength and athletic ability and so on. So here's what Paul says in chapter 9, verse 24. He says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one Get surprised. That's common sense, right? We understand that. You only have one first place finisher, you know, in a race. I ran track and field in high school. I only got first place once. I ran a ton of other, I got third place many times, fourth place, even second place. Only once I ever got first place. I can't tell you all the other races I ran, but I remember to this day where I ran that first place you know, it was in Madeira on a dirt track, which was rare because we always ran on all-weather tracks. Ran on a dirt track in Madeira, and I got first place. Mostly because all the good people signed up for different events, but I still got first place. Only one person got first place that day in the 800 meters, and it was me, right? That idea. Paul says, don't you know that in a race, everybody runs, but only one person gets that prize. So here's his point. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Go out there with the belief that you're going to be number one, right? You're not going to step out there and run if you don't think you're going to do well. I mean, I know there's charity fun runs and all that. It's just joy to participate. But our Christian life is better than that. We're not about just, oh, it's fun to be in the race. No, it's fun to be out front, right? It's fun to win for Jesus. So here he says, run in such a way as to get up the prize. You're not going to jog. You're going to sprint. You're going to work hard. You're going to keep your eyes on the goal. You're going to breathe a certain way. You're going to avoid the different temptations that are out there. You're not going to get off track. You're not going to worry about all the distractions. You're not going to worry about the people in the bleachers. You're going to be focused on the goal. So he says, run in such a way as to get the prize. And he goes on. He says, everyone who competes in the games, talking about those ancient games that took place there in Corinth, he says, goes into strict training, your version might, you know, say it, uh, something different, but the idea is if you know you're going to compete, you train a certain way. And it doesn't matter what sport it is, whether you're a swimmer, football player, wrestler, you're going to train a certain way to make sure that when the time you step out there on the playing field, you're in tip-top physical shape, you're going to eat a certain way, you're going to make sure you get the right amount of sleep, you're not going to have certain distractions in your life, you're going to make sure that you are ready. And what Paul says here is when that athlete does that, they do it to get a crown. Back then, you would get an olive wreath around your head as a trophy, a symbol of your victory, right? He says they get that, but it's something that's not going to last. They get a trophy, you know, um, over the years for the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We got tons of medals at the house. When you first get them and you stand on that podium and they put it around your neck, you're like, yes. And then you're like, hey, where's that medal? You know, we have four of them on the kitchen counter right now, okay? I mean, they were exciting yesterday. Not that exciting today, okay? Well, that whole idea is you get that crown, you're like, all right, I finally achieved something. It, it perishes. But what Paul says here is, but we do it to get a crown that'll last forever. You know, we talk about uh, for a football player, the culmination of their career is that Super Bowl victory, but that's a one-time occurrence, right? 
But here, we look forward to a crown that will last forever. In our Christian walk, as we work hard, as we embrace that grind, we're going to receive something for eternity. Eternity with Jesus Christ. So what does Paul say? He says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. There's a difference between running with purpose and running aimlessly. I remember when I was a freshman, somehow I got picked to run the 32 meter, which is a two mile race. And I remember we're at Fresno City College on their track, and I wasn't good at the two mile. I hated running the two mile, and somehow I got picked for that event. And I remember I ran aimlessly that race. I remember as I'm passing my teammates, as, as they're cheering on at a certain corner, I'm making snarky comments to them. I remember making jokes and talking to the people as they're passing me. I ran aimlessly. I didn't place in the top 10 because I didn't have a purpose to it. Paul says, you don't run like that. If you want to win, you don't run aimlessly. You have purpose to what you're doing. You're focused. You know, the kid that got first, second, and third place, those are people that were focused. They were managing their breathing. They didn't talk to people when they passed him. They were focused. Paul says, I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. You know, boxers, even back then, would shadow box, right? Look at their reflection and box that way. Okay, yeah, it's fun. Makes you look kind of cool. It always kind of cracks me up when you'll watch like a, a, a pre-fight video and they're interviewing the fighter and then the fighter will box in front of the camera. You're like, what's that? It's pointless, right? Oh, it looks good on film, but there's no purpose to it. Paul says, but we don't act that way. Here's what Paul says we do. He says, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Paul's point is that he makes certain sacrifices he lives a disciplined life. He has self-control in order to win. We want to be winners. We want to be people who live our life with purpose. We want to live lives of self-discipline. Not because we're going to get a medal. Not because we're going to get a trophy. Not because they're going to you know, carry us off the field on the shoulders of our teammates or anything else like that. We live a self-disciplined life because we will one day receive the greatest prize imaginable. We're going to get to spend eternity with our Creator in a paradise prepared for us by God. We're going to get to see Jesus. We're going to get to spend eternity with our loved ones who have gone on before in a place with no crying, sadness, death, mourning, or pain. That's the greatest prize that we could ever receive. But it requires us to have discipline in our lives, to embrace that grind. Former American Olympic wrestler Dan Gable, who's full of a whole bunch of really cool quotes, by the way, he said this. He said, gold medals are not really made of gold. They're made of sweat, determination, and a hard-to-find alloy called guts. He's talking about the idea is you got to be a person that has the guts to get out there and do difficult things. And as Christians, we have to do difficult things at times. We have to overcome difficult sins. We have to be in difficult circumstances. It takes guts, it takes discipline to reach that finish line. And all gold medalists have that. Well, we want to be gold medalists in our Christian walk. So in order to reach the finish line of eternity with Jesus, we must have self-control, we must have guts, and we must embrace the grind. So this week, you're going to have an opportunity to fall back on maybe old habits. You're going to have opportunities to be apathetic. You're going to have opportunities to be lazy, but we can't do that. Our time on earth in this life is short. God has given us a task to do. Sometimes that task is really difficult. Oh, it can be enjoyable at times, but at other times it can be terrifying. It can be uh, frightening. 
It can be scary, it can be difficult, it can be painful, but it's worth it because in the end, we're going to receive a prize so much better than a trophy, than a championship belt, than a gold medal. We're going to receive eternity with Jesus. So my encouragement to you this week, as we close, or as we begin a new week and close out this weekend in the service tonight, embrace the grind, live a disciplined life. The lesson is yours tonight. There's been an invitation song selected. If you need help following Jesus, we're here to help you. Why don't you come as together we stand and as we sing.